Hey, Ryan. You did again, second week in a row. What you can do it while I'm drinking. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Hi, this will, this will be a good time. Uh, you've been high, right? We're gonna do that on here, <laughs> but you don't get high no mo. No, not for a very long time. Yeah, um, but like you member. Uh, sort of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, it depends on why, right? <laughs> Uh, have you heard about Cocaine Bear? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a good friend of the show, my best buddy AJ, sh- told me about it. Mm. When I went to that climbing competition in Seattle. Oh, yeah. We were all hanging out and playing video games and stuff. Right. And he was like, have you guys heard of that movie Cocaine Bear? And I thought he was messing with me. Because <laughs> it sounds fake, right? <laughs> yeah. And then we all watched the trailer for it. Like Velocipriest? Or whatever that yeah, one was called. Yeah. Like, that's not real. But yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, you knew, or did I tell you already that Cocaine Bear is true story? No, I knew that after seeing the trailer. Oh, ha- oh, did it say that in the trailer? I think it says based on true events or something like that. Yeah. And AJ may have said it, too. It's, um, it's absolutely a true story. And I think the, like, actual story is way more interesting than the cocaine bear movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, it blows it. It extrapolates on the actual incident quite a bit. Uh-huh. Um, and before I get too into it, we are talking about animals getting high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't even know. Oh man, it'd be fun if we can play like some like weird, funky, groovy, yeah, funky music. Like, maybe like a '60s hippie style. Oh yeah, I don't think I could find that, so it'll just be the regular one. It would have already played by this time. Oh well, feel free to sample that. <laughs> Get that one for free. So animals getting high. Animals getting high. Is that because there's just like stress of their jobs? <laughs> <laughs> or they're trying to rebel against their parents or something. Well, they start early, you know, is uh-huh. part of the problem. Actually, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how similar um, uh, stages of intoxication, uh, like what what demographics in the animal population get intoxicated to certain extents and how they're similar to humans. We're going to get all into it. First, I want to tell you about Cocaine Bear. Okay. Because I feel like this is, it's topical. Like the movie's coming out. Yeah. People are people are excited about it. This is I'm something kind of new. I'm excited for it. It looks <laughs> silly and ridiculous and just fun. The the story that it's the true story of Cocaine Bear is uh, less fun, but also very <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> okay. So it's 1985. Awesome year. Tennessee. That's a good year for cocaine, too, by the way. Oh, for sure, right? Wait till you hear the rest of this. So it's Tennessee. A convicted drug smuggler's body is found in a backyard, someone's house. Uh, He's wearing Gucci loafers and wrapped in a failed parachute. And he had 77 pounds of cocaine on him, (laughs) as well as 77 pounds of la cocaine. 
Just on his person? On his person. How does that work? Well, you know, that's probably why the parachute failed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They didn't account for the additional almost whole other person. (laughs) Pure cocaine. Um, As well as, because he's like a fucking video game character that you loot after you kill it. He had a key to a twin engine airplane that was found wrecked about like 60 miles away. Uh, And they were like, well, if there was a plane here and he had these drugs on him, there's probably more drugs somewhere, right? Yeah. Well, can we back up just a a hair? Yep, yep. He was found dead wrapped in a parachute, but he had an airplane key on him? Yeah. Meaning he jumped out of an already already moving airplane. airplane. He ditched his plane. To go to another one. Is that... Uh, More like he was flying his plane, trying to get away with the cocaine. Okay. And there's some theories. Maybe the plane like ran out of fuel or he realized he wasn't going to make it to wherever he was trying to make it or he didn't really know how to fly the plane. So he turned it off, put the key in his pocket. Put the key in his pocket. Ghost ghost rider style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And jumped Uh out. Woo! But it was still heavy. <laughs> okay. That yeah. was what did it. That's what pushed him over. The uh-huh. Key weight. Exactly. And somebody was like, this is an airplane key. <laughs> I know my keys. Key master, if you will. Um, and so they found the plane. And uh, over the next few months, they also found uh, a further th- about 300 more pounds of cocaine just scattered around the Blue Ridge Mountains. Wow. Uh, and in the process... Of that search, they also found the carcass of a about 150-pound overdose black bear. It's also what they used to call me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> overdose black bear? Overdose black bear. So, well, it was longer. It was like a long name, surrounded by 40 empty containers or 88 pounds of cocaine. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Did they have an abbreviation for Yeah, it? yeah, it was like an acronym and they'd be yeah. like like I found a badge for a container coke. <laughs> um yeah, the bear was surrounded by 40 empty containers of what had cocaine in it and it was dead. <laughs> the bear was dead. The bear was dead and it had overdosed from from all of that cocaine and uh extrapolated off of that bizarre and sad event. Uh-huh. Is the film Cocaine Bear? <laughs> gotcha. Um, so I actually was listening to another podcast with Elizabeth Banks, who directed it. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Which I didn't know. Until she the directed po- it. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. And uh, she talked about that and how the movie is like, what if this happened? Exactly. It took a, the I, the actual event and then. Uh, like what happened in between us finding this dude with his Gucci loafers and his key Mm -hmm. like he's a chest in Zelda (laughs) (laughs) the master loafers and the key yeah to the point where you find the bear like what what happened in that time also do you have to be so stereotypical in your outfit choice (laughs) I know right (laughs) You know, did he have white pants too? That that is exactly, <laughs> and it, the t-shirt or the shirt was never fully buttoned. It was always oh, yeah. open was like, to the navel. It was the uh, what's that material? Um, rayon. Yeah. <laughs> Shiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- I mean, the whole thing is quite cinematic, but the the movie, 
does what uh, I really want to talk about today, which is describe what that bear might have been doing in the process of consuming all that cocaine. And the truth is, animals get high all the time, man. All the time. And my first thought when I learned about this was like, oh, because like they're living in their, I'm thinking dogs and cats, you know, they're like they're living in their owner's place and getting contact yeah, highs right. in Oregon because that's. Oh, right. Or the like the pet owners who are like, let's get the dog high. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. So yeah, yeah. Mean, or let's give the, the dog or the cat beer. Right. And like have them drink that. Yeah. Always a very strange mindset to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like. Izzy could use some CBD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, like purposefully getting your animal high, that's actually pretty common. Um, like far and away, we're going to talk about wild animals for the most part, but uh, it's mostly like house pets that um, get reported as as having been intoxicated or like, Animal control places will get calls about like, ah, uh, my cat ate all my cocaine. Oh. <laughs> cat cane. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, like all that stuff, like fermented fruit, making alcohol, uh -huh. um, magic mushrooms, coca leaves, all that stuff. I mean, it's been around in the wild. And some scientists think that we only figured out how to use that stuff by watching animals do this. And going, why is that deer doing that? Oh. <laughs> Let's eat it. <laughs> Which is kind of what happened. Uh, my the So my introduction to this, have you seen the videos of the dolphins passing around pufferfish? No. In the wild. W like puff puff pass? Like, like exactly, that? Is that what you mean? Ryan, exactly. <laughs> um, you already got there and this is why I love you. That's why I'm in love with you, because it literally is puff puff pass, <laughs> puff puff pufferfish pass. That's hilarious. It's amazing because pufferfish. I mean, they spike, right? Yeah, they spike, yeah. they ball spike, but they're also toxic. <laughs> like they release a toxic chemical. Yeah, I've seen that episode of The Simpsons. It, of course it is. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty much everything I know is from The Simpsons. Uh huh. And then, like if it's backed up or with Sesame actual Street. fact later. <laughs> Sesame Street. Yeah, like, or no. I learned it from Sesame Street and reinforced by The Simpsons. Confirmed, yeah, in a later episode. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, toxic pufferfish. Most animals in the sea are like, fuck that thing. <laughs> uh, and yet the only two animals that I know of in the on the planet that have decided... I don't know. I kind of want to fuck with it. <laughs> Are humans and dolphins? Oh yeah. Because as we've established in this show already, cetaceans are fucking crazy. Cetaceans being dolphins and whales. And whales. Yeah. 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 yeah and, and they do it on purpose. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, so yeah, we've established that dolphins are crazy. And they don't fall by the rules. No. No. And, uh, listener, if you haven't listened to that Killer Wells episode. It's the first one. <laughs> don't stop listening to this one. Finish yeah. this one and then go and listen to that one. You'll be glad you did. Because yeah. <laughs> maybe it'll explain some of that behavior. Yeah. And the dolphins, they just like, they just hit it just enough. They just take a light hit. 
if you will. <laughs> what are they doing with the fish? They're getting high. But how? So like like most things that affect the brain, like it's messing with it a little bit, right? And too much of anything is going to cause damage. But some toxins or things that aren't so good for the body, like alcohol maybe, you know, like in a smaller amount than a hundred proof, is kind of nice, you know? Yeah. So the dolphins figured out that they could just like, you know, kind of kiss it to one another. Like, ow. <laughs> and it would just get them a little high. So, okay. Uh, in order for the puffer fish to, well, in order for you to have an effect by the puffer fish, it has to poke you? Yeah. Like they, as, if I understand this correctly, they release the toxins through their spines. Oh, okay. I didn't like know a, that. Like I a stonefish. Like taking little nibbles of it. Oh, no. Yeah. They're just, no. But, uh, one animal that does take nibbles of a toxic thing um, are these lemurs uh, that they chew on these like toxic millipedes. Have you ever held a millipede before, by the way? No, of course not. <laughs> I don't think you've ever asked me a more ridiculous question. <laughs> ever. I've, would it surprise you to learn I've held quite a Wait, few millipedes? I want to go back to this. So you've asked me a lot of silly things. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of silly things. Audience, this this person has asked me so many silly things. <laughs> and we just recorded <laughs> the most silly question ever been asked to me. Is it the whole Face to face, no less. <laughs> Would you have it any other way? Be honest now. You ever heard that thing that like there's no stupid questions? <laughs> Should that have been the name of the podcast? <laughs> yeah, maybe. There's That's a fun. spinoff show. Yeah. yeah. It's the bonus episodes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like that of being a bonus episode idea. No yeah. stupid questions. <laughs> and then we ask a really stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> AKA just one of my questions. Um, you saw the movie Madagascar, right? Mm-hmm. Weren't those lemurs fucking crazy? They liked to party so much because they were getting high on millipedes. Really? Yeah. They just, like, they just chew them, like, kind of, like, bite them, like, crack them a little bit. Uh-huh. They don't eat them usually because they're toxic. <laughs> but they'll just go, ha! And then they just rub the juices from the millipede all over their body. And then they like, and they start salivating a lot and just rolling all over the ground. Really? Having a great time. Now the millipedes toxins is like a little insecticide. So it is doing them a thing, but they're also getting high, like on purpose. They could just rub it around themselves, but they, they kind of eat it too. Uh-huh. Oh, that's really interesting. Does it? Have there been any studies on the long-term effects of animals getting high? Well, so that's kind of the thing, right? Like, Is there like an animal homelessness <laughs> epidemic? There's Jobless like, rates are through the roof. There's in the different, kingdom. just like there is in humans, there Methadone are different, <laughs> there's consequences. Right. Right. But the consequences may vary. Your mileage may vary depending on your source. Wait. Okay. We've seen The Lion King. Yeah. The animated one. Mm-hmm. Not the silliness no, I didn't that they see made that one. No. <laughs> the uh, Timon and Pumbaa, 
are yeah. eating all kinds of weird bugs. Yeah. Are they getting high? They're totally getting high. They're Disney, eating all those weird grubs you. and bugs. Yeah. Wait, also, he's a lemur too, Timon. Is he a lemur? Uh, what is he? No, he's a meerkat. Oh. Yeah. I know because that's my family's mascot. The meerkat? Yeah, because we like perch up and we're like, what's going on? Are you I talking wasn't about paying me? attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. What? <laughs> I'm listening. Can you believe this guy? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah um, so Simba was just going through his adolescent phase. Right. Yeah. Just trying just things. Stoned. Yeah. With his weird stoner friends. Yeah. He runs away. Warthog from home guy. Because meerkat mom, guy. Mom's too lame. Yeah. Exactly. She won't let him do what he wants. That childhood shorty just won't back off. Yeah. Yeah. Telling me how to live. Yeah. And so he just you know cracks a couple peds. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking peds. Yeah. Final revelations. The dolphins, this is what I mean, like when like long-term studies of what it does to the animals. There's some things that are kind of profound, like the dolphins, when they like get their little puffer fish high, like they were filmed just like floating at the top of the the water, like, and they're just staring at their reflections, <laughs> staring at their own reflections. Whoa. Dolphins can recognize themselves in the in a mirror, by the way, which is something that most animals can't do. Uh huh. Like, There's that really funny Pete Holmes joke about the dog. You can stop listening now and quickly <laughs> look up that joke because if you repeat it back to me in real life, I'll scream. <laughs> <laughs> Let's link it in the show notes yes. so that they don't have to look too far. Okay. Come back now. Yeah. Are you back? Great. So, uh, yeah reflections they can see them so they're just like i see myself Whoa. <laughs> and that's pretty cool right that's yeah. pretty neat um they've also studied rats uh who've been given like a shit ton of alcohol um <laughs> on purpose on purpose uh and uh and meth they were given meth as well um and access to cocaine uh, and they showed that rats, if given access to cocaine or alcohol or meth, um, they would do like they would engage with it with increasing frequency as the yeah. days went on. Right. Like first they just go check it out and then they'd be like, I got to see what that's about. Yeah. Right. And then the next day they're like, maybe I could get my friends involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh, they they show I like steal my grandma's TV. They show reduced sensitivity to punishment for seeking it, what? because of course that they're lab rats yeah. rip. So they're getting like little shocks or like de incentivizers to go for it. But as they get addicted, they're showing they don't care, and they'll still try to get at it even if they know that there's punishment coming there. What was the purpose of that study? To see if addiction is something that you know is is uh invented by people who are trying to give excuses to people uh, who have substance abuse problems or if it's actually a like condition in the brain that happens yeah. with an introduction of chemicals because if you decide that somebody who's addicted to something is just a piece of shit right. and like they could do they could change it if they wanted to you yeah. know if yeah. it's really that bad then you're not believing that it's something that's happening in their brain like actual uh, changes but if yeah. you see a rat doing it 
Like the rat's not trying to get attention, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's know. not just looking for money. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a rat. And yeah. so if it's showing that, like, like the the reduced sensitivity to punishment thing, that's probably what's happening in a human's brain too, right? Like the uh, consequences just don't mean as much. Yeah. Um, and you see it in like parakeets that get drunk on fermented fruit, and you see it on monkeys that will like go after tourist cocktails and just fucking down that shit. Like in places that have monkeys just like running around. Yeah. Like monkeys actively will seek out drinks like left behind and beers and stuff and they'll just go for it. And there's just like rampaging troves of drunk monkeys. Do you want to hear a funny story? Yes, I do. And also horrible. Yeah. Uh, So I have a cousin and at the time i was like a teenager i was like 16 and this cousin of mine i'm not gonna say any names <laughs> they don't listen to this but i still won't yeah a lot of cousins too so. i have a ton of cousins mexican family <laughs> lots, lots of good cousins. uh this cousin was like a little little guy right walking and running around and stuff so when there was like a party or something at my aunt and uncle's house uh-huh. this cousin would run around and if somebody set a beer down on the table, oh, no. he would run over and drink it. Oh, he'd just like go for it. And he would do that all night. No. Yeah. And people would be like, they would pick their drink back up. Because he would get right like, up in Who's there. Who's been drinking oh, my no. beer? <laughs> he would drink so much of it. That's terrible. It was terrible. It was like a thing. They're Shit. Like, yeah. Wow. Like, don't You got to set it up this high oh like Otherwise, he's lol get it. the child's an alcoholic <laughs> yeah can you believe lol so he's like a little monkey running around <laughs> exactly though yeah and he was you know sneaky shit yeah i well what's wild about that is like you see fuck where is it yes here we go um so they did this this observation study on on uh saint kitts in the caribbean uh, they used to have like hella sugarcane plantations. Hella sugarcane plantations. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway, hello. Um, <laughs> you know, like sugarcane plantations were like a thing. Christopher Columbus and shit. You like put them down there and slave the Jamaicans and all that. So this these islands in the Caribbean used to have tons of sugar plantations. And the monkeys would get drunk on the fermented sugarcane. And so now you had, because of humans, like just a bunch of rampaging drunk monkeys. But once the plantations kind of started to go away, um, the tourists are what came to these islands then afterwards. So they've still managed to get their fix. But what I think is so interesting is uh, most of the monkeys, like the the largest percentage, drink in moderation. (laughs) (laughs) About 12% drink heavily. And 5% drink excessively to the point uh, where they're just like rolling around on the ground most of the time, most of their day. Whoa. Which is similar to like purported social studies of uh, human alcohol consumption. Like most drink in moderation. There's like a surprisingly large amount of heavy drinkers. (laughs) And then like a consistent in the single digits amount of like this. and uh, there's a very small amount that just rejects it altogether and doesn't engage at all. And it's like, I'm cool, bro. Like us. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were in the in that one part 
And now we're in the other part. We're now we're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and uh, this part I think is super interesting. Juvenile monkeys also tend to drink more than the adults. Because so, yeah, because the adults got to get up in the morning and work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go find food to steal. They have bills to pay. <laughs> they got, yeah, they got monkey bills to pay. <laughs> monkey bills, man. Um, reindeer uh, deliberately forage for and have been known to fight over hallucinogenic mushrooms, magic mushrooms. Whoa. They'll fight each other for them. And what I love about this, this is in Eastern Europe, it's those mushrooms that like look like your stereotypical magic mushroom, like the red cap and like the white spots on oh, it. Oh yeah, like Toad from Mario. Exactly like Toad from Mario. Is and that why Mario keeps that little guy around? Yeah, because he's fucking tripping balls all the time. <laughs> That's probably why he's like fighting monsters. And yeah, because he's, he's so losing wasted. his mind. <laughs> The gateway is opening for him. <laughs> it's all is spilling out. No other um, explanation for a plumber trying to find a princess and find a dragon. <laughs> well, they're not they're not good for humans. Like they're actually pretty poisonous. But the reindeer can handle it. Um and uh <laughs> but it didn't stop people from wanting to use the mushrooms because they would see the mushrooms like giving the reindeer a good time and they'd be like, I want in on that, but it keeps killing us, Jarl. <laughs> and they were like, Bjorn. <laughs> uh, these are not Siberian names. <laughs> um, so they, they ended up finding that they could still get high through the mushrooms by feeding the mushrooms to the reindeer and then drinking the reindeer pee. What? That's a that's a long way to go. Someone found that out. Get, yeah. <laughs> Someone did the research. <laughs> I wonder what that conversation was like. It's just like a weird fixation on two species really intent on getting high. <laughs> okay, hear me out. Yeah. So I accidentally <laughs> drank the pee. Don't, don't don't tell me how I how I found it. But I accidentally drank it. And the trip was awesome. Don't look at me like that, Blitzen. I just wanted to see what you're talking about. <laughs> I wanted to meet Santa. <laughs> so gross. I wonder if that's where like the Santa Claus myth came from. It was just some Siberian people tripping out with their reindeer and being yeah. like, whoa, it's with the red and white too. Right, you know, yeah. <laughs> the mushrooms turning into Santa. Shit, it's all coming together. I see you, Coke. <laughs> coca-cola i see you yeah and your plans um yeah it goes on and on and on uh there's a a drug that i give joan quite a lot is catnip yeah what is that i've seen her getting all crazy with catnip it's pretty wild it's You've um explained it to me before too what it, what is it again it's just like a like a little little clovery grassy herb thing you can buy it at safeway even and uh yeah it has like a like a calming effect on humans sometimes like sometimes you'll see catnip in tea blends oh really yeah uh-huh is catnip like a it's like a herb well is it the official name or is it yeah yeah catnip. it's catnip i mean it's got like a like a like a latin name too you know uh, well i guess like i thought they called it that because it was specifically for cats oh well it, it makes the cats go nip that's why i thought that <laughs> yeah but 
because we're humans, we got to try it too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they were like, I guess it makes me sleepy, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make her sleepy at all. It makes her No. Nuts. And I think it's super fucking cool that catnip also has the same effect on lions and tigers and like pumas and shit. Uh-huh. Um, jaguars get high in the Amazon uh, by chewing on these hallucinogenic roots and vines. Um, the vines have like, basically have DMT in them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so just like slamming the white eye, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just becoming whole separate beings. Uh, and the uh, this group of um, local uh, Tucano tribe people um, made like a like a ritual drink out of that vine and they called it Jaguar Eyes. Cool. Because the jaguars trip out on it and yeah. they're like, oh, I heard about those reindeer and we're going to do it too. So, <laughs> Isn't this wild that yeah. like the things that they're tripping out on, the things that they're choosing, like the dolphins, like having to fuck with the puffer fish and we eat puffer fish. We have no business eating puffer fish. It has told us no. Uh-huh. And humans were like, I won't try it. <laughs> <laughs> Like the parallels are so interesting to me, you yeah. know? Like we couldn't just let fruit rot on the side of the road. Like we have to try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What if, what if we eat it? This is fizzy. <laughs> Do you feel weird? I kind of feel weird. I also might vomit. <laughs> um, the most interesting fact that I learned was um, rats it's another rat study uh when rats were like in really small shitty cages like just like steel bars uh-huh. what you'd probably think of if you think of like a lab rat enclosure yeah if they're by themselves and they just have that shitty little cage if they're given the choice between water and sweetened morphine they choose the morphine <gasps> even until they die no that's messed up yeah but if rats are put in like large comfy cages with each other, they like sometimes choose the morphine, but most of the time they just like choose water and they never overdose. And this is a also a study on depression then? Right. <laughs> well, it's like, why do why do we go so far sometimes? Yeah. You know? Would yeah. we do that less if we were having our needs met just by engaging with one another? yeah yeah that's interesting i know yeah um when was that study done Mm, uh like around like 1998 2000 oh okay so like when before social media but when like computers computers. internet was like yes absolutely (laughs) no it's so funny like that's totally how i think of things as well i'm like all right like i actually see it in like a 1990s shitty commercial where i'm like that's when the transition happened (laughs) when like we had a family computer but there wasn't facebook yet (laughs) right so like how good was the research then like how uh, how much did we communicate education you know can i trust this study well, I, I, I guess I made that connection, and it's probably a separate topic. Hmm. But, um, you know, if with the internet being more and more accessible starting at around that time, 
removing us from our social circles and then putting our attention into this little screen, right? Mm. Then we are getting maybe more isolated, Mm -hmm. more depressed, and then going into drugs as sort of a result of that. Well, I mean, like you could even use the internet and like you know our handheld media devices and and stuff like as the substitute for the morphine right like what is it really doing like the morphine is numbing your pain and you know making you less aware of your surroundings and sedating you and like arguably as a victim of the doom scroll (laughs) like i will like recede into my cushions (laughs) until my neck is at a terrible angle and i'm just like Yeah. for hours and it's crazy and like would i be better off just in a comfy room with my friends absolutely would yeah. much rather have that time have that day but i'll choose the shitty one if i'm keeping myself in that environment yeah and yeah that that's a result of that too it's just i uh well like i i think like the doom scrolling thing Obviously, it's a real thing. You know, mm-hmm. people, you've talked about it. Other people have talked about it. Yeah. But in addition to that, it just sort of drives people into their own heads a little mm-hmm. bit more. And then to escape that, it's uh, probably a lot easier to abuse substances than it is to like ask for help. Oh, yeah. Face to face. Totally. That's all. I'm a, like, I don't know, but. And it's a lot easier to just like write a comment on a thing than it is to call the friend. Yeah. And we're going to choose that method, even if it leads to the depreciation of our friendship, mm-hmm. because we're not actually having authentic co- communications that like fill our need, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. When I did that uh, ayahuasca thing, mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting the way that that was all put together because it was like a communal kind of thing right um just like sort of the opposite of what we're talking about Mm -hmm. but now that i'm hearing that study and sort of our our thoughts on it um it's sort of reframing it slightly for me because like the whole purpose of it was to commune with mm-hmm. the people that you're doing this with and uh, sort of experience you're going to have your own like I had my own personal experience with it but then I was able to share it in, in sort of a weird spiritual kind of way with yeah. others like they didn't know what I had seen and right. what I had felt but they uh, their hearts were open through this experience mm-hmm. to like uh, comfort it. me yeah mm-hmm. it was it was very weird but there aren't a lot of um, but, spaces where we can be like that with people. Yeah. Be so like transcendentally vulnerable. What does that mean? Transcendental is like yeah. like things that are beyond our our universal understanding like uh-huh. of our reality. So like like transcendentalism is like like all the woo stuff, like, well, you're just on another level, man. Like your auras <laughs> are vibrating across this reality into the next one and blah, blah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it gets deeper than that. But yeah. like, like being able to ask big questions of people and have like kind of honest, like innocent reflections about things. There aren't a lot of 
safe spaces where we can do that now these days, you know, unless you're religious. You know what I mean, though? Like churches and stuff are sometimes used as those spaces for people to be really emotionally vulnerable with other people. Uh-huh. But there aren't a lot of like social spaces for people that aren't engaged in that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So do the animals like have a little Yeah. Like weird uh, Most of them acid trip parties. Like stuff? being together <laughs> when they're doing these things. Yeah. yeah. Most of them are doing this together. Like um in Vienna there were a bunch of songbirds that were found dead all over the city. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, this is this is... like a Jonestown thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> is there just like one head songbird that took all of their money and <laughs> is living it up somewhere? And made a little In some songbird giant town? redwood yeah. tree or something? Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh,. It like freaked people out enough that they uh, did little little postmortems on their tiny songbird bodies, <laughs> and all of them were like full of fermented berries and wearing track shoes. Yeah, suits, <laughs> matching ones. Yeah, and Nikes. Isn't that a different one? Uh, that's Heaven's Gate, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And our oh, we did a whole. Didn't we do a whole episode on our last show with Peyton? About Heaven's, about Heaven's Gate? Gate? I think <laughs> yeah, so. I think he came think in so. and he was like, bro, check this out. <laughs> that was his you don't even know. Yeah. And I was like, I, I do know about Heaven's Gate. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Plus. Yeah. Yeah, they were all super drunk and they all had broken necks from running into windows because they were oh. so drunk that they couldn't see where they were going. So they just like died all over the city because they were all getting drunk at the same time. And they all took off and went, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't drink and fly. Well, you know, yeah, exactly. Don't do it with your friends either. Yeah. See what happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like most most animals seem to like doing this stuff together. Um, sheep will eat, uh, these bighorn sheep in the, in the Rockies will like chew on uh, lichen that has like a narcotic effect. Um, on like rock surfaces uh -huh. and they get so into it that they'll chew until their teeth like go down to the gums. Really? Yeah, they'll just like be scraping away at these rocks trying to get this like dope lichen. <laughs> Are there any animals that don't do this stuff? That don't get high? Yeah. I mean, sure, but like even caterpillars like really? eat cocaine leaves uh -huh. Um, in Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> uh like it, it gets like small, you know, and yeah. it goes out into the big and it's not totally understood why that's like such a, a thing across the animal kingdom. And like some some animals, they'll like there are these shrews in Malaysia and they drink like the, with fermented nectar from this palm tree. They drink the equivalent in their body weight to like 12 glasses of wine in one Whoa. sitting. Just like slurping up this palm nectar. And they'll do that for like two hours. They'll just like throw them back. It'd be like a, like a person like throwing back nine beers. Like Andre the Giant. Like Andre the Giant, like with a bucket, you know? Yeah. And they don't, they don't uh, show signs of being inebriated at all. 
Really? Yeah. So it's thought that they have like some sort of gene that's switched on or switched off that we don't that lets them metabolize alcohol a certain way. Whoa. But then they're like, why are they doing it then? You know? Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. like the fizz. Flop, <laughs> 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 flop, fizz. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, my uh, my favorite news story that I read about this when I was researching um, it's from Tasmania. Razzmatazz. Uh, you know what a wallaby is? Uh, I think so. Is that what Rocco was from Rocco's Modern Life? You know, I reckon so because they're like little kangaroos. Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically what, what Rocco is. Yeah. Shit, that is what Rocco is. Right. In my head, I kind of had him as a dog, but he's not a dog. He has a dog named Spunky. Oh, that's That kinda, eats anything. That's some weird, like, Mickey Pluto shit. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I like that. And because Rocco's neighbors are frogs. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's fucked yeah. up that he has a and dog. And his best friend is a cow. Oh. Oh, yeah. A Whoa. bull, I guess, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bull named Heifer. Oh. Well... I mean, they were ahead of their time. <laughs> I just went on a whole emotional journey there. Yeah. It took me way back. I'm sitting on my bedroom floor. I'm five. So, yes, um, I do know what a wallaby is. Wallabies. I know that they like wearing blue shirts. Did you know that, <laughs> that they also love opium? <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains the show. Doesn't sure. it? <laughs> so, Tasmania has like like their, one of their hugest exports of opium comes from Tasmania, like in the whole world. Like most of the world gets its opium from Tasmania. Oh. Super random, right? Yeah. But it must be really pretty with all the poppies everywhere, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, these farmers were reporting that um, like their crops were starting to go missing and that they were noticing like these weird crop circles in their opium pastures, uh, yeah. fields. <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck are these fucking signs? Shit, where's Mel? You know, like this is wrong. <laughs> I'm tripping out, man. And uh, then eventually they found these wallabies just like passed out. They'd been like running around in circles in these fields. Because they were all loaded. They were all loaded. And then they'd just black out. And oh. then they'd be like, oh, shit. And they'd run off, leaving <laughs> these like crazy spiral patterns in the fields. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's really funny. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So many, many species deliberately seek out getting high. <laughs> and they'll choose it over food sometimes and fight over it. Wow. And really, guys, the reason why we're not so different is because we are animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, cut yourself some slack next time. Um, and let me know how Cocaine Bear is. Yeah. Maybe uh, put your device down and go talk to your friends. Go talk to your friends. Choose water. While being a little not high. Morphine. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget to bring bread. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was very cool. I had no idea about any of that. Uh, that's it's pretty Trippy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks, kid. Yeah. I think... Now is a good time to say a very special thank you to Jesse, who is oh, our yeah. very first patron on Patreon. Went all the way to the max level. Yeah. So uh, here is your shout out, Jesse. And then we're going to get that topic that you want to do. You are a gentleman person. and a scholar. Yeah. And then also a very special thank you to Paul, because he is also a patron. He is? Yeah. 
Paul, thank you. I know, right? Such a good dude. Very, very big supporter of our show. You are very loved. You're very loved. Paul is? You are. (laughs) (laughs) Who, Paul? T. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he, he's been very kind, uh, for shouting out the show and this lots true. of, lots of people have to be fair to, to them. Lots of people have, but yeah, thank you guys really cool so much to have the support of, of all of them and especially Jesse and Paul. So thank you guys. Um, cool. Is that it? That's it. Now nice. you know. All right. Thanks kid. Bye. Bye.